rxmuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mode enhancement, motivation, putting your mind at ease, harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques, here's your host, Brian Cunningham. And welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, here on rxmuscle.com, where we build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. I want to welcome everybody back. I know we had a little bit of a delay there with the hurricane, but uh, due to popular demand, we are doing uh, a, a, a new show here for you guys. Um, and I want to welcome my co-host, Jeff, the producer. What's up, Brian? What's going on? Nothing much, Jeff. Good to have this emergency quantum physics program here. <laughs> <laughs> like I was telling you before we started, and, and this is no joke, I, I jumped on the forums like I always do every day to check out what's going on, and I see a bunch of people demanding their quantum physics uh, fix. So uh gave you a buzz, and I said, hey, look, man, you know, Irene may have kicked your ass a little bit, may have kicked my ass, but it's time that we, uh, we uh, give the people what they want because they love hearing you, Brian. Yeah, it was a bad hurricane. We're not going to discuss the weather, but it was a bad hurricane. And Jeff and I both had power outages and internet outages. So we apologize for the delay in getting the show out. But we will move forward, Jeff, you know? Absolutely. Jeff, one thing, one thing I want to talk to you about. Um, this is, I want to do a show on this eventually. This is called The Secret Story of Satori. And what this is about, and you'll appreciate it, Jeff, because I'm going to weave in a lot of films. Because a lot of these guys that are writing these films are definitely getting this. And they're actually trying to teach... The masses of asses, us in the audience, of course, watching these films, in a sense, you know, like biblical, there's the same story over and over again, in a sense, right? The, you know, the Aristotle and Socrates wrote about it. And then in the Bible, it's the same thing. And it's been weaved in and out of our culture for millennium, actually. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of funny what Satori really is, um, because, you know, I think I've actually experienced it myself. And what it is, is that it's a, it's Satori is a Japanese, a Zen Buddhist word for a flash of enlightenment. And once you actually experience Satori, uh, which is probably the most most of us can hope for, actually, at least most I can hope for so far, it really does cause a shift, and all of a sudden, everything gels, the puzzle. You know those kind of, um, those, these artworks, Jeff, you've probably seen them before, where you got to look at them really hard, and if you keep looking at them, all of a sudden, in this matrix of confusing bits of paint and stuff, a picture emerges. Like, like, like When you start looking at stuff, or even just thinking about something over and over again, like, for example, I spent the past five years, I'm not kidding, just reiterating, I am in this world, not of it, which is a quote that Jesus said a long time ago, actually. But I swear, it's amazing how much you can actually live your life by that quote. You can actually look at that. I am in this world, this world of good and bad, of right and wrong or whatever, not of it, meaning that I am actually a transcendent or, or you know, a, another being from another planet in a sense. And then you look at all these films about extraterrestrials and, you know, the, all these theories about the earth was seeded, um, you know, life was seeded by alien, uh, you know, alien forces and stuff. I mean, it's pretty interesting at how, I guess, um, you know, spectacular these different stories are. But, you know, Jeff, the one thing I wanted to say about, um, you know, I, I just feel once you have Satori, and we'll get into it in another show, is that all of a sudden everything kind of starts to gel. And, and Jeff, one of the first um, rhymes as a kid that I was taught, get this, was row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. There you go, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> so since we were kids, we're told this 
stuff over and over and over again. And of course, every single movie, you know, like like The Matrix, of course, you know, some of the ones you and I like, like Hero is an example as well. But even some of the, the, of the comedic ones, like The Truman Show, where this guy is in this world, as far as he can tell, you know, and then one day he kind of cracks through The Matrix, right, Jeff? He actually like opens the door inside his universe and he's like, holy shit, you know, I am in this world, but not of it. This is actually not what I thought it was as an example, you know? Um, it's just pretty fascinating at how much, you know, um, you know, people can really change their lives when they start to realize that this is just a freaking video game, man. And, you know, for me, Jeff, and for you also, because you and I are in the same boat, we're both struggling with our careers in a sense, doing, doing okay, but could do better as an example, right? Um, you know, also in the gym, I'm doing okay, Jeff, obviously you look, you look jacked as well, but you know what? You can always do better in a sense, you know, I can always push harder. And, um, you know, I guess the reason why I want to integrate this type of, uh, of, of philosophical uh, stuff is because I think it does help us to go in to life, the battlefield of life, whether it be in the gym or in the boardroom, with more fervor, with more, in a sense, vitality, right? And the whole point about Satori, just so you know, is that it is an experience of, I have to use the word happiness or contentment, that cannot be taken away. In other words, it doesn't matter whether you're on fire, literally, whether you're good or bad, whether you're ugly or fat or whatever, if you can crack through the matrix, none of this stuff matters. It's a sense of joy or a sense of a sense of wholeness that cannot be taken away. Because I think, Jeff, what you're talking about is that, you know, listen, if you're rich and famous and you got a hot girlfriend, a trophy wife, or, you know, you get the six packs and you just won the Mr. O and you, you know, you're on top of the hill after having an orgasm and a big meal and the sun's going down, <laughs> you know, it's easy to say, ah, oh, I've arrived. I'm so fucking happy. You can't beat this. You know, that's easy, right? That's not the kind of happiness we're talking about. It's a conditional happiness. Take right. away the body, take away the brains, take away the nice white teeth and, and the youthful vigor and the nice car and the hot wife and make you the exact opposite and you're miserable. What I'm talking about is a happiness that can't be taken away. And there's a good story, Jeff, when, um, you know, there's a country called Tibet. And when the Tibetans went down to India to take Buddhism back, actually, they had to meet this one teacher. I forget his Buddhist. I think his name was Milrepa. That's the actual Buddhist guru back in the time when the Tibetans went to find Buddhism, actually. And he meets this Tibetan king and now, this Tibetan king searched for this guy for like months. And in the end, the people in India were telling him, oh, he's that old guy down there at the end of the wharf eating the fish heads. And he's like, what? I thought he'd be in a palace. He's a Buddhist, he's the Buddhist guru. So he goes down into this like swampy, you know, like piece of like mud where all the fishermen are throwing their dead fish overboard. And there's this guy living in a little hut, you know? And he goes, are you Marepa? And he goes, yeah, I am. You know, what's it to you? And he goes, well, I heard you the big whatever, whatever. And the guy ignored him for a long time. And uh, according to legend, a whole bunch of dogs started bothering this guy and everything. And then finally, the guy had some kind of a breakthrough where he goes, wait, are these dogs real or not? He really you know, wasn't really sure what that was going on. And the dogs kind of vanished. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of reiterating the story, not exactly, but there was something interesting there that made him think there's something else going on here. So eventually, Marepa starts talking to him and says, look, go back to your country, your goddamn country, and give me all the gold you can round up, and then I'll teach you all my secrets, right? <laughs> so this, this king goes back thinking, holy shit, because what I'm going to learn here is more valuable than any gold, of course, you know? So he comes back a few months later, all this gold, and Marepa grabs it all up in his arms, you know? And he goes over to the edge of the water and he laughing. He goes, ha, 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 ha. he throws all the gold in the water and he says, I don't need your stinking gold. The whole world is golden to me. And at that point, the Tibetan king realized, holy shit, 
Here's a guy who literally is the embodiment of something. In other words, you can't kill the spirit inside this guy. He's living in a swamp eating fish heads, and he's as happy as any king could ever be with all the gold in the world. You know what I mean? So he had what he, what he realized was that this guy in Loretta had an awareness or lived in a kingdom that was not of this world, right? He was literally in this world, not of it. And again, Lao Tzu, the same thing. Lao Tzu would run away. The kings in China would try to kidnap Lao Tzu to learn his lessons. He'd run away. Jesus and Buddha also, they were wandering nomads. They didn't give a shit about anything, anybody. They were already on another level of existence where it was like, look, if you want to learn, you want to talk to me, that's fine. If not, I'm happy just wandering the streets. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, the kind of happiness we're looking for, buddy. I I, I I agree with you. That, that that's a great story. I'm gonna like I'm gonna like look it up and, and and like it's really motivating. You know what what's what's like unfortunate. I don't know if you could think of like a movie um, type of hero who who, who like kind of manifested the seemingly bad guy, but then he was actually an incredibly wise one. Like you know the, this this Ripper guy that you're talking about, but. Um, you know, it seems that the Joker from The Dark Knight Im- oh my Im- God. <laughs> completely Dude, embodied whoa. the kind of person who doesn't no, no, really I mean, have any kind of, uh, you know, like Jeff, affinity to gold. Jeff, what a movie. I mean, the, it's an, <laughs> the title's an oxymoron, The Dark yes, Knight. I mean, yes, in other words, is. a knight in shining armor is here to, her, her, to rescue us. The Dark Knight is like, wait, is this guy actually a good guy or a bad guy? And the Joker totally brings that out. Like, Yes. You know, who's the bad guy here, Batman, really? And, and, and even Batman's like, what the fuck, man? That movie was so amazing because it showed that good is bad and bad is good. I mean, really, it was an amazing movie, buddy. Thanks for bringing that That's one up, right. actually. Very, very good example. You know? Well, you know, when, when you when you started describing this guy, you know, of, 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 of someone who basically took all this gold, like, you know, he wasn't doing it to be a smartass or, or, or like, to be malicious. No. He was like, you know, some sometimes people have to see... You know, in order in order to get people to uh, release what they believe is going to bring them to whatever level that they think they're going to be at this ripper level of like you know uh, ultimate, ultimate yeah. contentness, uh, they 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 need to part with that which they believe is going to get them there. And yes. in the movie, what do we see? We see a mountain of money, and all of a sudden, you know, the Joker sets fire to the money, and 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 you know, oh, the other guy's yeah, looking at him. That's right. The oh other my guy God. looks at him. Yeah, but 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 there was there was there was there was something he said in there, and and, and you know, I'm, I'm sure you caught it. And like the guy goes, why? Why are you burning all this money? What are you crazy? He says, don't worry, I'm only burning my half. <laughs> yeah. But the guy was still going crazy, yeah. you know. Yeah, great point, man. But here's the thing: he was such a powerful uh, adversary in a sense, right? Because he knew he was in this world. You know, was he knew you couldn't kill him. You want to kill my body? Go ahead. So in a sense, you know, both good guys and bad guys in this world, in a sense, embody that like. That um, that consciousness, in a sense, you could say, right? Because I mean, literally, and I hate to say this, but you know, if there's no good and evil, um, you know, we're all here, Jeff. You and I have the show on tonight because our ancestors came here a long time ago, brought African American slaves, killed a hundred million Indians, and now we're here because of that good fortune to some degree. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, we all got blood on our hands to some degree, actually. I, I, I look. I mean, you know, it's a it's a it's a grim thought, but it's a true thought, and it's uh, something that people. Uh, you know, again, should should open their eyes to you. You just opened my eyes to it right now. But uh, I, I I I think that you know, as I'm as I'm thinking about you know the movie more, and you know, movies movies is such a great thing because everyone can like relate to it. And you know, uh, maybe some people out there, you know, like why do these guys bring up movies so much? Because because you can go out and watch it, and you can catch these things, and you're gonna and you're gonna realize there's a lot more deep meaning behind it. But a guy like Batman, okay, 
Um, he he had to break the law. You know, he 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 had to be the bad yes. guy in order, in order to be the good guy. And I don't think anyone realizes that. Like he wasn't exactly being Mr. Nice Guy, jumping off of roofs and breaking windows and smashing people's faces in. He had to be an outlaw in order to uphold his version of what he believed honor was and, and justice. So yes, yeah, exactly. It was the greater good. I mean, there's so much going on there. And again, the reason why we use movies are because it's kind of a current um, motif to communicate these esoteric concepts. A long time ago, there was a movies people had to read, and maybe they read the Bible as an example, you know. But it's the same concepts over and over again. So, unfortunately, you know, fortunately today it's it's movies, and that's why we're kind of using this medium. And Jeff and I both appreciate that, and we're hoping you guys can relate because you know most people have seen these movies; they're pretty popular movies, Jeff. So most people out there have definitely heard about them. Yeah, and you know what? You, you now that you mentioned the books, if anyone out there gets offended by us mentioning all the movies, you can read the book versions. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, let's take a quick break uh, for uh, a commercial and we'll come back and we'll cover a natural substance that is in your food cabinet that's as powerful as anabolic steroids. This on Quantum Physiques coming up next. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham. Stay tuned for this powerful information. Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, body, and spirit. Shaker Pro has designed the most innovative shaker in the fitness and bodybuilding world. Shaker Pro is the only shaker where the powder and liquid are stored separately and mixed together at the exact moment you desire. Mixing occurs in the closed Shaker Pro system. That means no more mess, just a perfect shake guaranteed. Preparation takes place anytime, anywhere, in the car, at work, or in the locker room. No need to transport separate ingredients with you. The Shaker Pro is an all-in-one solution for everyone with an active lifestyle. The patented Shaker Pro Chamber System guarantees that the mixing and blending of the ingredients will always produce a perfect shake every time. Simply twist, shake, and enjoy. Find out more about the Shaker Pro at 4sportlife.com. That's the number 4, sportlife.com. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com, the newest and hottest supplement super site. We carry all the major brands, including Species, MHP, BPI, BSN, Optimum Nutrition, Gaspari, and many more. Low on cash? No problem. ExtremeFitNutrition.com offers competitive prices that our competitors can't beat. Now you can supplement your diet without having to supplement your bank account. Here's some of our specials. Buy $100 worth of Species products or metabolic nutrition and get a free t-shirt and bag. Buy two. $200 worth of BSN products and receive a BSN t-shirt and shaker bottle. Check out ExtremeFitNutrition.com for more great deals. Visit us at the 2011 Olympia Expo. Stop by booth number 322 and meet IFBB pros Bethany Wagner, Guy Cisternino, Tiana Gonzalez, and Gina Trociano. Remember, there's only one extreme. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com now. Gear is a powerful new line of nutraceutical products that prepare, optimize, and repair your body to get the best results before, during, and after your workout. Gear utilizes the latest advances in food science and the purest form of raw ingredients to ensure that you are getting the safest and most effective physical results possible. If you're looking to take your physical performance to the next level, Gear is the answer to obtain and sustain those results. It's time to experience the difference with Gear. This is IFBB Pro Michael Libertori from Team Gear. Come see me in the full line of gear products at our official launch taking place at the MPC Nationals in South Beach, Miami, November 18, 2011. See you there. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser 
moisture treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel fully hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. Highproteinbread.com. P28 bread. RX Muscle approved. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up to the minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q and As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RxMuscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. And welcome back to Quantum Physiques. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, here with Jeff, the producer. We are discussing uh, some dietary stuff now. And the reason why, of course, is that I've got an overwhelming response of people on the boards loving the diet controversy. Uh, you know, Jeff, as you know, it is something that bodybuilders, anybody really that wants to be healthy, struggles with. You really want to know what's the best way to eat, as an example. And um, there's definitely been no limit to the amount of controversy you know, I mean, even things as simple as like high fructose corn syrup. There's a great guy out there called Alan Aragon, who's pretty big on another pipe of the board. Um, I respect his work. And he's done a really good job of showing that, you know, uh, I guess, um, what's the word? Um, I guess in opposite of what most people think, high fructose corn syrup is really no, no worse than sugar. And he's done a pretty good job of dissecting the literature. So, you know, there is a lot of, a lot of controversy. Maybe we'll get him on as a guest, as a guest actually, Jeff. I think he'd be a great guy to get on there, actually, you know? Well, well you know what? If, if, if you don't mind, just like, you know, just, just talk about that for, for like a minute or two. Because, it, you know, the, 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 whole, the whole controversy behind high fructose corn syrup is, uh, is, is what? Just, 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 so, just so people, people know. Cause, because I want to hear what your perspective is on it. Well, first of all, I'm not really qualified to speak as an expert. I can only tell you the limited bit, the limited amount that I know. I know that fructose in general does not elicit an insulin response, which some people think is actually good, but it's also kind of bad. And the reason why is because number one, you don't get a satiety signal to the brain as much, so you tend to eat more. So people that are drinking drinks laden with HF. CS tend to consume a lot more because they're never getting full. The signal's not being signaled, actually. The second thing right. is something to do with the liver, that uh, fructose, for some reason, something going on with the liver, and it causes, I think, more uh, triglyceride levels. Something something very unhealthy happens with, uh, right. with high fructose corn syrup, yeah. supposedly, I, anyway. I, yeah, I, I uh, believe it causes the liver to release a hyper, uh, you know, a, a, a hyper dose of glucose to the bloodstream, which then causes an insulin spike, right? Something like that? Oh, oh, well, no, the thing is, I thought that... Um, I, well, I think what happens is that it can only be stored in the liver, 
and it mm-hmm. can't be stored in muscles maybe or something. So it ends up calling, causing maybe fatty liver or some kind of liver liver issue. I don't think it causes an insulin spike, buddy. And that, that's the reason why everyone for a long time was saying, oh, you know, fructose is so good because you don't get an insulin spike. But, um, you know, I know that Mercola has been big against it, saying that it leads to uh, manganese and other trace mineral deficiencies, which he thinks are really critical and cause problems. Um, you know, but one of Alan Aragon's things, or one of the things I read, I'm sorry, I didn't really go into his stuff, but mm-hmm. was that it really isn't high fructose, believe it or not. It was only called that to differentiate it from um, high glucose corn syrup, as an example. It's actually, um, you know, roughly the same amount. It's got, I think, like 41% um, sucrose and like 60% or something like that, uh, fructose. So it really isn't as high as the name implies. Um, and again, Jeff, I'm not an expert here. I'm just bringing it up yeah. as one example. That's the reason why I brought it up. No, sure, sure, sure. I, I, I just, I just have an interest in it because, because for years I've, I've always, uh, you know, maintained that, uh, you know, in order to, uh, just kind of, kind of keep yourself healthy. I mean, th- th- this is definitely one of the things that you want to avoid and, 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 and just, just going from memory, um, now that you brought up this, uh, this, uh, fatty, um, fatty, fatty liver type of thing, I know that there's something called ectopic deposits of, of, uh, lipids, which, um, you know, basically is like droplets of like, uh, fat in places where they shouldn't be. And I know that that's one yeah. of the things that, you know, f- this high fructose corn syrup does. Now, I also know for a fact that high fructose corn syrup is about 80% fructose. Um, and that's, and, and, you know, again, this is, this is for me, like, like looking to, looking up this stuff from way back when I remember my yeah. exercise physiology days. And those, those are the two things that really stood out to me because I said to myself, well, why would I put a substance in my body which, which, which I can pretty much supplement with regular table sugar and not get a fatty liver from taking it in the exact same amounts? Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's something that I would, I would love to hear on the show. I mean, if you could get this guy to come on, you know, and talk on the show and talk more about it to just kind of make me not look like a fool <laughs> and like, you know, saying, saying these things, I would really love to hear what he have to say about it. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Actually, I just wicked it. And uh, it turns out we're both right. It looks like HFCS 55, which is the brand most used in soft drinks is 55% fructose and 42% glucose. HFCS 42 is 42% glu- fructose and 53% glucose. And then there's one other version called HFCS 90, Jeff. It's actually 90% fructose and 10% glucose. Wow. And that's used in small quantities per for specialty applications. But is prim- but primarily is used to blend with the other ones to make uh you know the the in between thing I guess so anyway it's a pretty interesting topic but it's just one example of a lot of the controversy you know even sure. like I mean even I mean between macronutrients stuff we we all know with this board and the different things between uh, the purveyors of this board and another board that are like high carbs are good someone else is saying no low carb high protein high fat is good. Um, you know, the controversy goes on and on. And the one thing I think, Jeff, that I really want to strike home upon that I can think that everybody agrees on, and of course we can get our resident expert, Dana Hauser, to chime in. Now, Dana has been great. He is the MD. He's, an, he's a biochemical expert as well. He's been great on the boards. Uh, I urge all you guys to support him and really get involved in these threads. I mean, really one way you guys can show your support is by liking us on the Facebook page. Dana's on there as well. And then also on the forum, if you can maybe post to the thread and show some, you know, give it some weight because, you know, I think Dana and I and Jeff all appreciate appreciate when we see our members, you know, the, the listeners getting involved, Jeff, you know, and so that's really good to show support that way. But we'll definitely get Dana to chime in on this. Um, but, you know, Jeff, one thing I think that everyone agrees on, though, is that a key thing, no matter what your diet is, is nutrient density. That's really the most important thing, I think, is that if you have a diet that is very nutritionally rich, um, these chemical messengers are telling your body a lot of really good things, you know? Do you think I'm, sure. I'm on the right track there, buddy? No, 
I, I, I think you're right. And, 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 uh, you know, like, uh, one thing that I've noticed again, since, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you read enough about like, you know, nutrient density, but then you also read about the chemicals that are used in certain types of foods, you tend to really restrict your diet to only, you know, specific things. And in my case, like I've told you before, um, I tend to eat, uh, well, I tend to have a lot of my meals in the forms of shakes and maybe I'll have maybe, maybe two whole full, whole full meals a day, yeah. which means that I'll have to supplement with other things like with the vitamin C and you recommended when I had the sickness, the, spe- the specific type of mushroom, which I'm not going to repeat because I don't remember, but yeah. I definitely got it at the time. And, um, you know, I have to supplement certain things in order to make up for that imbalance. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there's like certain constituents that would be beneficial to add in, especially for someone who's in the bodybuilding room who eats a high protein diet from whey sources and not whole foods. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely, um, you know, Patrick Garland had a good blog on or a good article in one of the recent magazines about um, bloated, bloated gut. You know, people were asking him, hey, Pat, how do, why do people have a lot of bloated guts? And he said a few things. Number one, of course, can be the uh, irresponsible use of things like IGF and GH or whatever, of course. Uh, even oral anabolics can trigger IGF release, which can cause hyperplasia, I guess, or you know, hypertrophy of the GI tract because it has a lot of IGF receptors. But even food allergies, buddy, get that. Food allergies like to whey protein, uh, you know, I tell you, I was drinking like a gallon of milk a day back then. I was trying to bulk up a few months ago. And dude, I was getting so bloated. It was ridiculous. Now, I didn't get um, mucusy with the way milk normally. Like I was drinking raw milk. But definitely, I think I had some kind of a, of a dairy allergy, man, because I was getting a lot of inflammation in my GI tract, you know? So it's a pretty wow. complex area, you know? Like, for example, you think about proteins. Well, what about, what are you cooking the proteins on, right? Are you using Teflon, for example, right? Are you um, heating the proteins up so much that you're causing cross-linking of the protein matrix in the food itself? I can tell you without a doubt that a raw piece of meat like sushi and a piece of tuna that's been cooked to it's like well done. Jeff, you know the consistency of those and the protein matrix is very different, I'm sure, right? Well, that's that's why whenever and yes, I am of the steak eating uh, human because I love yeah. my steak. Um, I, I, I make sure that thing is uh, maybe a little bit cooked on the outside but I like it pretty raw. I, I, I gotta be honest and I, I, I assimilate it very well. And um, for, all, for all things that I've read, yeah, I'm not going to screw up that protein in there, man. Yeah, I think, it's, I mean, if you look at most carnivores and even our paleo ancestry, chances are we really evolved to eat food that was less cooked versus more cooked, I would think. Now, I'm not really a raw food advocate. I do believe that like chewing on a lot of broccoli over the years is going to grind away your teeth. And there are some things like in broccoli, for example, that can inhibit thyroid function, right? Those goitrogens. So there is some benefit to cooking some foods. Um, but in general, I think that the, the, the less heat, exposed food is, the more the um, sensitive and, and degradable nutrients are going to remain intact, right? Like fats and, and water-soluble vitamins, for example. Sure. And uh, actually, uh, <laughs> uh, a, a, a certain person that people might have heard, of, you know, I don't know, he's, he's, he's not really that popular in the industry. His name is Dave Palumbo. Uh, turned me <laughs> on to eating a lot of a lot of uh, sushi and sushi, uh, yeah. w- when I when I incorporated that into my diet, you know, it, it, you know, it sounds it sounds funny, it sounds mystical, but um, you 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 do start to see a benefit, and in and like a large part of that, of course, has to do with the omega three fatty acids that are in uh, certain types of fish, like salmon, and uh, you know, like other things that are popular in 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 a sushi. So it's not just one one thing; it's not just the protein, but like it's also the fat. And 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 when I try to you know buy salmon myself and you know cook it a certain way, I don't seem to get the same benefits, the same results. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I think you're right. And uh, I don't necessarily feel results myself sometimes because I'm so skeptical about everything. But I think if there's good science behind it, I just tend to do it because it kind of makes sense to me. Um, you know, one sure. thing, Jeff, and we'll get into the whole, um, you know, nutrient steroid thing coming up in a few minutes. But I just want to say about like jamming your diet full of, of natural nutrient dense foods. You know, Jeff, you and I both are big advocates of vitamin C. But a recent study came out showing that, and again, ascorbic acid is a type of, of vitamin C most of us get in supplements, which is good without a doubt. And of course, you have to take it with things like uh, bioflavonoids or rose hips or quercetin because it does facilitate its utilization in the body. But get this though, there, if you take vitamin C in its more naturally occurring form, for example, in goji berries, there's an ascorbic acid analog that is actually much more bioavailable or actually has a longer half-life in a sense than regular vitamin C does. It's actually, the abbreviation is um, AA-2-beta-G. It's 2-O-beta-D-glucopryanosol-alascorbic acid is the actual chemical name. That's oh yeah, crazy. sure. Hold on. Let me let me like let me like write that one down, Brian. <laughs> yeah, why don't you Google that as we're talking, buddy, and see if you can pull it up. But you know, the thing is that this is why again the whole food matrix, you know, it really does have a lot of stuff that you probably can't get in supplements sometimes. And I'm I'm a big fan of supplements, but again, goji berries are an example of this form of vitamin C that's much better at maintaining high plasma levels of vitamin C, which is what we want because the body tends to excrete vitamin C very rapidly. And so uh, it's just one example of why you want to jam that shakes, those shakes, buddy, with tons of good stuff. Like I put goji berries, I put avocado, I put coconut oil, raw eggs in my smoothies and I make them into meals. Right, I'm putting basil and ginger and uh, cucumber in there. It, it's amazing what you can jam into a smoothie with uh, with a powerful enough blender. You know, it really is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Dave, Dave, Dave's been into the uh, juicing kick lately as well. I don't know if he's putting as much protein, but uh, he's he's uh, definitely mixing all that stuff up. But let me ask you a question: How does how does your concoction taste with all that stuff in there? I'm telling you, as long as you put in a little bit of like, um, I'm talking like a an, an eighth or a quarter of a banana. Something right. with a very powerful, um, you know, a taste profile to it, like a banana, uh, maybe some, I put some vanilla extract sometimes. Never had a problem telling most of these things, most of these green things are very mild. I mean, I, I was shocked, for example, that I'm putting ginger and ginger is one of the things I'm big on. I've been big on ginger for a long time. Now, just so you know, the active constituents in ginger, um, some of them are actually um, enhanced by cooking. Believe it or not, heat actually does activate some of the beneficial properties in ginger, but raw ginger is also beneficial in its own regard. And so I'm throwing like a big, you know, a big chunk of ginger in my smoothies all the time. And dude, it's awesome, man. It really is. I mean, it's amazing at how, how it blends well. I mean, it's surprisingly well, believe it or not. I, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta try that. Maybe you can write it on the boards or something or, uh, you know, send me an email and then I'll, and then I'll try it and report back next week to see, uh, to see what my taste buds say about it. I mean, the key thing is, Jeff, I'm like you, I'm so busy, man. And I, I'm not just going to start making like, uh, you know, two scoops of protein with some, you know, almond milk or hemp milk or whatever it is. That means sure. why not jam more stuff in there? Why not make this thing like a nutrient dense cocktail in a sense that I probably couldn't even eat because I'd be too busy having to prepare it and everything. But you know what? You can throw a bunch of stuff in there. And I think, believe it or not, that this, these smoothies are healthier than juicing because there's water, number one, to cool the, um, you know, I guess the, the, the mix, right? Whereas when you juice, the uh, oxygen and the heat of a, like a centrifugal juicer are actually degrading the, pr the the nutrients 
in, I guess, in the process. You know what I mean? Whereas when you're in a juicer, it's in liquid. I'm not sorry, in a smoothie, it's in liquid. So it's probably less exposed to, to shear forces, shear stresses, and to heat and oxygen, I think, in a sense. So you're probably going to um, re- retain more nutrients. Plus, you're going to have the fiber also, which is really good for, for regular elimination. You know, absolutely. No, I, and uh, yeah, when when you know, it's funny you bring up fiber. When I when I when I don't take uh, specific types of fiber, which I get from, I I, I want to say like three different sources: uh, psyllium husks, uh, wheat bran, and I think oat bran. Uh, those 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 three sources seem to do the job very well. Yeah, they definitely do help. They do. So this mystery nutrient that I was talking about that actually has um, muscle strengthening effects that actually helps muscles recover. I think I, I'm pretty sure this is one of the only nutrients that's been shown to do this um, at a level that may be comparable to, uh, to to anabolic steroids like testosterone. Basically, is the spice called turmeric. Now, curcumin, of course, I think is the actual what is really the active constituent in turmeric um, that's been shown in not just one, but I think several studies now to uh, elicit uh, a repairing process. I think the researchers measured the recovery of damaged tissues by examining the concentration of embryonic myosin heavy chain, which is a marker for muscle recovery. Um, this was done, I think, in animal models, but there's a good chance that the animal models, again, being mammalian, they, they do transpose, transfer over to human beings too. And they showed that... Um, that the, the turmeric or exposed groups had increased muscle recovery. So curry or curcumin is the one nutrient, Jeff, that I'm really big on. And, you know, I wanted to share with you guys uh, easy ways that I get it cheap, inexpensively, and also I'm able to incorporate it into my diet very readily. The best way to get it is to go down to your local spice shop, like a Pakistani or an Indian spice shop, and you can get like a two-pound bag for like $10, man. It's great. And, um, you know, now, of course, curcumin doesn't have great bioavailability. That's why you need to have, you know, gram level um, amounts every day. I'm talking like two to three, four or five grams a day of this stuff, um, Mm. you know, to get a really significant pharmacological effect on your body. And so the way I do it now is that uh, I'm putting in all my soups. So soup is a great way to get uh, turmeric in there. Basically, if I'm making a soup, I'm adding turmeric to it. It doesn't have much of a taste, just so you know. Um, It's pretty mild. So you can probably add, I mean, I could add probably two or three grams for each soup as an example and, and get away with that pretty easily. Um, another way, great way, Jeff, is like some kind of a, um, of a hummus or, an, or a guacamole mix as an example. Anytime I'm making guac, I'm really big on guacamole because I think avocados are very healthy. I prefer that over chickpeas as the base, right? Because I don't want to leave hummus is too many carbs. But what I do with the guacamole is I'll add a ton of, of curcumin, of the turmeric back in there again. And sure, it turns yellow. Got to add a little bit of salt to kind of cut the taste a little bit. But buddy, it tastes great. And again, it's another really cost-effective way of jamming your body full of this, uh, this really miraculous nutrient. Let me ask you a question about this, uh, this turmeric because I, you know, and, and like the curcumin because I really don't know too much about it. But how, how much, how much, like, what are we, what are we talking about in terms of actual milligram dosages or like how many teaspoons or like tablespoons do you actually use? Okay, you know, like first of all, in order to, you know, to like, to like get this like uh, this pharmacologic effect. And number two, these these uh, studies because you know I heard you I heard you read something that sounds like that it was coming from a study. Um, how how much of a testosterone boost are we talking about? No, no, I didn't say test. I didn't say it has a testosterone boost. I said it had a muscle strengthening or a muscle recovery effect ah. that was similar to in, a, in to in large part to uh, to anabolic steroids. Now, oh, again, I see. No, I, I I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I I definitely I'm sure spoke there. I yeah, meant. I'm sure- I meant uh, yeah, let, let me let me let me like rephrase that because I don't Go want to put words in your mouth. Um, <laughs> how much how much are we talking about 
in terms of an anabolic effect, which is similar to anabolic steroids, uh, you know, how, how much of this substance would it take to elicit that type of effect if it's not? I don't know because I didn't actually look and do a correlation between the animal model and humans. But what I can say is I've been reading or perusing uh, cum- curcumin information for a long time. And I do know, for example, it has very poor bioavailability. In fact, it's so poor that a company just came out with a new form where they bound the curcumin to um, phosphatidylserine or phosphatidylcholine, for example, right? Lecithin. Basically what they did was they took lecithin, they bound it to curry, and they made mm-hmm. a new ingredient. And now they're selling this as, a, as, a, as an enhanced uh, way to deliver curry, cur- curcumin to your body, basically, you know? So obviously wow. it has poor bioavailability. I got a few mad scientists friends as you know jeff being in these circles i got some <laughs> friends that are really intelligent and kind of nuts. i like those guys yeah they're definitely cool one of these guys has made an injectable form of resveratrol and, and curcumin actually wow. and apparently <laughs> according to testers it's phenomenal i mean talking phenomenal and resveratrol oh. is another one of those miraculous nutrients that is very poorly available bioavailability orally sucks to tell you the truth um, a main reason is because the enzymes in the body rapidly degrade resveratrol they bind it up and they render it useless so even though in the test tube or in the petri dish it shows great promise for I think like elevating testosterone for helping to uh, burn fat and upregulate mitochondrial function the truth is, is that orally it kind of sucks to tell you the truth now there's two things that this guy one guy was doing the injectables and uh, said he had great results with it what I've been doing, buddy, is getting a very high form of resveratrol, 99% pure. It's called uh, Resvita, to tell you the truth, it's a brand name. And I've been rubbing it on my skin. I've been making a transdermal. And you know what? It goes in like, like silk. I mean, I can tell the stuff goes right through my skin. So hmm. I think it's probably a better way to get resveratrol in your body is, is transdermally, believe it or not, if you don't want to do the injectable. But the curcumin, again, poor bioavailability. I think I was talking to Bill Roberts, who's a big guy on the meso boards and kind of sure. a local resident steroid uh, anabolic uh, athlete expert. And he was saying you want to get at least um, two to three grams, I think he was saying, to have some type of a significant effect. So um, that's because, again, you're only going to get maybe four or 500 milligrams of that actually getting into the body. So that's why I'm saying if you can get a teaspoon a day, that's roughly five grams, 5,000 milligrams, you're probably going to get some pretty good results with that if you can do it every day, actually. And for me, it means a lot of soups and a lot of guacamole, you know? <laughs> well, so um, if, I, if I were to, like, uh, you know, use it as a spice on, like, you know, anything, you know, like, you know, like let's say meats or, 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 like, fish or whatever, I mean... Um, would that would that somehow degrade it, or or is it is it made to withstand like you know a certain amount of heat? You know, I, I'm I'm leery of heating it only because uh, again I'm not educated as to how much heat destroys it. But in general, I'm a little suspicious about heating stuff. So for me, boiling in a soup, as an example, that's 212 degrees Fahrenheit. It's not near as high as it would be exposed to if you were cooking on a pan. If you're searing meat in a pan, you're looking at like 400 degrees probably. It's going to be a lot more of of a heat shock to that than than the, than the boiling would be, as an example, right? So in general, I avoid that. But buddy, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure how much curcumin you can infuse in a piece of meat because I'm talking like, you know, a quarter to a third of a teaspoon in some soup. You're not going to get that much to stick on a piece of meat or a piece of salmon. You're really not. That's why I think that uh, it's an easier you way. You, you haven't seen me eat, have you? I'll, I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I would have no problem putting the, the uh, trust me, I will, I will put two tablespoons, okay? The tablespoons <laughs> of, of, of this curcumin if I know it's going to elicit even a 1% effect on my muscles, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you're why we love hardcore people man that's so damn sure that's, that's right. awesome that's great um, I, will, you know, I will report back in a month with with the effects 
You know, we got to get somebody out there to, to, to be a guinea pig. Maybe I'll do it myself too and uh, put some curcumin in a smoothie and see what happens actually. Again, it's pretty mild <laughs> tasting. Maybe I'll step up and do it. But if anyone out there wants to step up and report back on the board on the forum for this show, I'd love to hear back on who, who has the, uh, the gall to actually do that. I got a funny feeling it wouldn't be that bad because again, I've done basil, ginger. Um, I've put, I put even put garlic in one, one, one time and it wasn't that bad. So you know what? Curcumin can't be all that bad putting in a smoothie, I bet you. Well, you know? you know what? You know the fact that you just brought up garlic, like you are pretty hardcore. Because I, I, I used to, um, you know, when when I was reading up on garlic and all the myriad of benefits that it has, and you know, you know, of course, uh, you know what I've read. I don't know, I don't know if this is what you've read, but you know, you also should like heat it up a little bit to like activate it. Is is that is that correct also? <laughs> So yeah, I, I think garlic is like ginger, exactly. Right. So, so like I used to, you know, take take all the cloves, you know, to show you what like a nutcase I am. I would, I would probably take about five, five, five or six in them. I would smash it up really good. I would put a drop, literally a drop of extra virgin olive oil in like a pan and just heat it <laughs> a little bit, okay? And you know, I, you, you know, I throw it in, you know, I throw it in the pot or whatever. And I have my glass of water there with a teaspoon. Oh of my god, like a shot glass. Okay? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so you know, I'll I'll put a little water in my mouth. I will then take all of this smashed up garlic, which which you know, it, I mean, it's a lot. It's like five cloves. Just down it. I won't even chew the damn thing. I just swallow yeah. the damn thing whole. Now you know, again, it went down easy. About two hours later, I had my shirt smelling like garlic. I oh, had yeah. my. I had my sheets smelling like my sweat smelled like garlic. Never mind my breath. That was the least of my concerns. My but God. I will say that I had a serious, uh, you know, acne problem at the time, which disappeared in a few days. Okay. Wow. That's okay. Great. Because yeah. that that was the reason why I was doing it. Because I said to myself, "What the hell is this crap? Like I can't get rid of this stuff." So you know, this 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 uh, this this curcumin thing is not going to be hard to uh, test on a already cooked piece of meat, which I will not no. burn. And you know what's funny, speaking of garlic, is that I could have sworn I saw a study somewhere recently that garlic actually elevated testosterone. There was a direct occurrence between garlic and testosterone. I'll have to look it up again and pull it up. But, well, um, there's Jeff, my secret I, about the traps if anyone yeah, wants to know. I there you go. Yeah, right, Jeff's secret. Grow, so. Listen, I did a PubMed search on curcumin and I got the citations. So if anybody wants me to, I can definitely uh, post them up there, the citations on PubMed. But here's a list, buddy, of what curcumin does, actually. Um, it induces tumor apoptosis with no toxicity, meaning that it takes tumor cells and makes them commit suicide and yet it's non-toxic to the body. So it's pretty amazing. Um, here's some stuff here now. Let me show you here now. Um, PubMed ID... Curcumin has shown activity against oral cancers. It arrests the growth, uh, arrests the growth of immortalized normal and malignant cells, but not for normal oral cells. It sensitizes the lung cancer cells to apoptosis and reduces the expression of BCL-2, which is an apoptotic signaling molecule. It also, curcumin with piperine, both separately and in combination, inhibited breast stem cell self-renewal, but did not cause toxicity to differentiated cells. This action may be a potent preventer of breast cancer. It reduces BDNF, which is some type of a, uh, I guess, um, growth factor, neural factor or whatever. I'm not sure what it stands for, BDNF. It inhibits TRKB expression and reduces angiogenesis, which is stimulated by that BNDF. Um, in, this is in multiple my, myeloma cells. This is the first of many paradoxical effects as curcumin has been shown to increase BNDF in chronic stress. I'm not sure exactly what that means. We have to have Dana chime in on that one actually for sure. Um, it causes mitochondrial damage to prostate cancer cells, which leads again to apoptosis. It, um, it enhanced the ability of effector T cells to kill cancer cells in 
vitro. It induces apoptosis in brain cancer cells. It induces cell death or apoptosis again in bone cancer cells as well. It was shown effective against leukemia and also tumor cells that were more sensitive to curcumin uh, or died faster, I guess. Phase one trial of curcumin so that combined with chemotherapy, it was effective in breast cancer uh, in humans. Given orally at 500 milligrams a day, um, and escalated up from there, there was significant positive results. 6,000 milligrams a day was most effective. There you go, Jeff, roughly a teaspoon. And curcumin seemed to improve efficacy of chemotherapy. Uh, it induces apoptosis, which again is programmed cell death in melanoma cells through a mitochondrial pathway. It induces apoptosis again in lymphoma cells um, and also in lung cancer cells too. So this stuff, obviously, the list goes on and on. I can keep going here. It reduces yeah. um, reactive oxygen species. It inhibits uh, nuclear factor kappa beta and tumor necrosis factor alpha, uh, which are definitely uh, pro-inflammatory stuff. It induces glutathione synthesis. Glutathione is the most important amino acid or endogenous antioxidant our bodies make, actually. It's really one of the fountains of use, youth. And curcumin induces or upregulates glutathione function in the body. So this stuff is really out of control, awesome, off the hook. You guys got to start jamming it into your diet and we've given you some tips on how to get it in there. <laughs> hey, uh, Brian, you know, the, you know, I, I, I definitely heard something in there about, uh, you know, about like muscle, but I mean, the, you know, the one thing that stood out just glaringly in my head as you were reading all this stuff and, I, you know, just saying to myself, holy crap, it seems to have an incredibly strong anti-carcinogenic effect. Yeah, I'm sorry. I want to give you about a quarter of the list because as I go wow. down looking at this here, and uh, what else? It's effective against inflammatory conditions like inflammatory bowel disease. It enhances interleukin 10 and reduces interleukin 1 beta, which I guess are inflammatory cytokines. It has a hepatoprotective potency by reducing lipid peroxidation. Again, these are things that, you know, bodybuilders, guys that are taxing the livers, people that are drinking a lot, would be interested. It, it, it increases GSH, which I think is glutathione um, enzyme, CAT, which is, I think, is catalase, and SOD, which is superoxide dismutase. Uh, curcumin, but not resveratrol, was effective against aflatoxin-induced liver injury. It inhibits pneumonia-related lung inflammation without decreasing bacterial load, which means it can combine very well with antibiotics. It helps prevent cataracts. It treats arthritis by inhibiting tumor necrosis factor alpha, interleukin 1-beta, and serum IgG2, which is an immunoglobulin. By inhibiting nuclear factor kappa-beta, curcumin also inhibited prostaglandin E2 production and COX-2. So it's a COX-2 inhibitor as well. Uh, again, the list goes on and on, buddy. This stuff is off the hook Unbelievable. I, this is why I'm so, I really would devote a whole show to this and why I think we have to develop easy ways. Again, you don't got to go out and buy an expensive product. You can go to your local Indian or Pakistani shop, buy a two pound bag of it and start jamming on it in your smoothies, in your, uh, in your soups and in your, um, what else did I say? Your guacamole mix, of course, but I think a lot of guys should be making, you know? You know, this, this is one of those things that like come along and like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like vitamin C where like, you know, you hear it and you're like, why didn't I hear about this before, you know, yeah. before, I mean, obviously I knew about it, uh, you know, just, just, just from going to, uh, you know, a couple of Indian restaurants and like, you know, talking to a couple of friends who were Middle Eastern and they, and they, and they use this thing. And I always knew that it was a, a funny looking curry type looking thing to me. And it, you know, you never like realize like how much like 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 how powerful these like substances are when they're taking in like certain amounts. So this is something that now you're gonna force me as as soon as we're done with this show to find the source of this and uh, have it delivered ASAP to my house. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Get this. Here's one. Here's one of the guys. One of these uh, mad scientist guys. He had a, an accident where his doctors really thought he had brain brain injury, right? And he says, "I was taking 100 milligrams, uh, you know, um, sub Q every five days with 100 milligrams of resveratrol." And he goes, "He knows for sure. Not only did it improve, he's a cyclist. He was a really good competitive athlete. He's done, he's done the national. He's a national level cyclist." He says, "Not only did I perform better, but my doctors were like, you're an anomaly. We can't believe you could sustain sustain such a traumatic injury and come back so soon. And he says he thinks for sure it was the combination of the sub-Q uh, curcumin combined with resveratrol. So this is, this is like, we're talking like godsend. You can't even get medications drugs that are as potent as this stuff is and it's out there and it's cheaply available you know again I'm not saying you got to do um, the injectable form obviously that's really hard to get or to make but um, you can definitely pack it in your diet and again a teaspoon a day all together 5,000 milligrams is probably going to give you a significant dose to really stop start giving you some really beneficial results you know, I, I, how how is this thing? Um, it's 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 just like a regular spice, which is just stored. I you know, I guess in any kind of like uh, I you know, I guess like a good like glass container, right? Yeah, I mean the one I got sits in a plastic bag, buddy. It's just uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's Indian Indian spice, uh, you know, turmeric basically. It's yellow, and like I said, it's like twelve dollars for a two pound bag or something. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I'm telling you, sure. it's extremely inexpensive. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just gonna let everyone know that after the show's over, me and Brian are gonna have a conversation. He might, he might have to be my supplier of, uh, of curcumin. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank, I'll, thank God it's legal. I'll be, yeah, exactly. Thank God. Maybe if you take 20, 30 grams, you might get an effect equivalent to ten milligrams of Anavar. Who knows? Right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Next Wait, week we'll be, said, be walking around with, like what? bulging biceps. He, yeah, I know exactly. exactly. He said what? What did he say? Anavar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, Jeff, you know. Listen, you know, with, 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 with all the, um, you know, protective effects and, 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 you know, especially with the anti-carcinogenic effects, that's, that actually is what interests me more than, uh, actually than all the muscle building qualities. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, again, one thing I'm always big upon, buddy, is that, you know, we abuse our bodies in so many ways. Trust me, being an athlete has a lot of costs and consequences. Jamming your body full of protein, as an example, you know, or like you and me, working late at night, not getting proper sleep. Uh, I'm, I'm living on caffeine in the morning to keep going now, which is something I don't even want to admit. You know, the way I balance it out so I don't get a tumor is by jamming as much as I can, both on meditation, which is what I began in the beginning with Satori. I'm telling you, when you connect with something else, you know this is the game. You don't take shit so seriously. But number two, buddy, is by jamming my diet full of molecules of information, molecules that talk to my body and say, hey, you know what? We're here to help you work magic, right? That's what it does. I mean, uh, you know, a molecule or, or, or a packet of fucking ring dings, as an example, is telling your body something. It's saying, you know what? We're going to make you a fat shit and we're going to give you cancer. I'm telling you, like, uh, you know, curcumin laden ginger smoothie with raw eggs and coconut milk and hemp and basil and, and, and cucumber is telling your body something totally different. It's like, you hippie motherfucking marijuana smoking crazy crackhead. What the hell are you putting in your body? I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, well, no, seriously, know, way- I know it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, it isn't. And it really is loaded with information. Um, there's a great guy from Metagenics. His name is Dr. Bland. He's really famous in the medical circles. And he says, look, green tea, ECGC is telling your body something. And that's why, as an example, it's so potent at stopping cancer and helping to arrest, uh, I think, aromatase expression. You know, because these molecules of information are really communicating with your cells and telling them to do a lot of really good things, you know? My mouth is watering for curcumin. Yeah, I know, right? I love Indian food, man. I got to get out of here. It's a holiday weekend, Jeff. You kept me long enough. Um, it's been great. I really want to thank you guys for tuning in. And Jeff, thanks again. It's always a pleasure, buddy. Hey, listen, man. The forum guys demanded it, and you gave it to them, Brian. Yes, we did. We delivered. 
Guys, show your love. Uh, definitely participate on, on the thread if you can or like us on Facebook. And uh, once again, this is Brian Cunningham for Quantum Physiques on RxMuscle.com. We'll be back next week with another great show. Thanks for tuning in. Quantum Physiques with Brian Cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health, fitness, lifestyle, and success. And you'll hear Quantum Physiques every Wednesday evening only on RxMuscle.